Welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the podcast where a few disembodied voices have a couple of drinks and work together to solve a homemade escape room. I'm Ben, and today I'm drinking, chosen by Alid, a star and a season by the Arcadian Brewery in Cardiff. And locked in me this week, we have... Yo, I'm Mike, um, and I'm drinking a delicious cup of tea, because I was out in the Raz last night and I got a bit too drunk. And I'm Alid, and I'm drinking water, because this cold is horrendous. <laughs> so, so, just boozy Ben drinking this week. Just you drinking, Ben, sorry. <laughs> so, how does it work? Each week we'll get locked into one of the infinite escape rooms, many themed escape rooms. We'll have to solve a series of puzzles in order to escape. Puzzles that have carefully been snipped out of those puzzle books you get down the supermarket. If we get stuck, we can grovel for a clue. But that will add a minute onto our time. If we don't escape within the hour, then we'll surely be added to the naughty list. So, are we ready? Yes! Let's enter the infinite escape room. Today we find ourselves in a hallway. The place smells like festive old people. <laughs> All of the carpets are red with fluffy white trim. There are pictures of reindeers down the hall walls and a faint tinkle of Christmas music in the background. We must be in Father Christmas's house. Aww. It looks like the big C is out down the workshop doing some last minute checks. We'd best escape before we get turned into charcoal for the naughty kid's stockings. <laughs> Behind us is the front door. <laughs> Our way out. But it is locked with three festively whimsical padlocks. Let's escape. Before us, we have the Room of Judgment the bathroom, and the kitchen. So where do we fancy first? I am fascinated by the idea of Santa's bathroom. (laughs) This is my puzzle. You walk into the bathroom. As you walk into the bathroom, the door automatically closes behind you. And you hear somebody outside lock the door from the outside. You hear a voice walking away from the bathroom, shrilly shouting, Mr. Claus, I am fed up of your nonsense. Obviously, you've been mistaken for Mr. Claus. And Mrs. Claus is not very happy with you. So, looking at the bathroom itself, you notice to the left you have a festively themed bath that is actually in the shape of a sleigh. (laughs) A traditional radiator, a toilet, but it is directly in front of you. And this toilet is the really old-fashioned type that hasn't got a cistern. It's got it up on the wall, really high up. Okay. Oh, is it one of those, like, pulley chain ones? Yes, exactly that. And to the right of that toilet, there is a little table with what seems to be a massive stack of envelopes on them. The floor is tiled in a luminous green, polished tiles, and the walls are red tiles. Because he's very festive, is Mr. Claus. What would you like to look at? I'm loving the assault to the senses that must be the colours in this room. Um, <laughs> and also the fact that Santa reads letters to him on the shitter. That's, uh, that's excellent. Also to note is that um, he has nowhere to wash his hands after, after using the loo. Oh, that's bleak. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, God. I hope he doesn't like reply to them there. That'd be just unhygienic. <laughs> could we... So, I, I, because I think it could be forgotten easily, could we have a look at the radiator, please? You can look at the radiator. It's an old radiator. It's oil-filled, a bit worn, cis-coloured, just a little bit yellow, but nothing particularly unre- unremarkable about it. Okay. Um, if you touch it, you notice that the bottom is hot, but the top is cold. I see. Ah, it needs bleeding, but we'd need a little key for that, I think. Oh, oh, okay. Ha, 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 ha. Um, can we please take a look at the little pile of reading material next to Santa's Kazi? You could, but it really feels that these sort of things, you've got to sit on the can to read them. <laughs> okay, I- I'll happily sit on the toilet then. You sit on the toilet, 
and you look at the stack of envelopes. Uh, unsurprisingly, they are all letters to Santa Christmas from little Timmy, little Johnny, young Deirdre. But on top of all of them is a interesting one that just has a red lipstick stain on it. Interesting. Can we take a look at the red lipstick stained um, card, please? You can. Uh, inside is a letter which has actually been written on toilet paper. Rather festive toilet paper, because let's be serious. And it reads, Dear Husband, I am fed up of you not doing chores and reading fan mail instead. Please slay the beast. I can't wash. And the house is so cold the dog is bleeding icicles. Sort it. Mrs. Claus. The dog is bleeding icicles? Christ! It's so bleak. <laughs> so that was, please slay the beast. Well, the bath is like a sleigh. Hmm... Can we take a look at the sleigh bath, please? I get the feeling that there's going to be something to do with the hot water. You can. You have a look at the sleigh bath. It has no water in it. But as you peer over the edge, there is an enormous spider at the bottom of the bath. (laughs) Ben, any thoughts? Um, So I'm just currently, uh, while quickly drawing a little spider, remembering (laughs) that uh, in my Welsh lessons this morning, it said that spider was coppin in Welsh. It's what? Coppin. Is it? C-O-P-Y-N. Uh, M. Is it? Well, what would you say? Not that. <laughs> would, would you say spider, but with a, a Y and two L's instead of a D? Do you know what? I've, I've got the sound in my head, but I can't actually remember how to... Um, copping. Oh, pre-copping. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> you have passed this puzzle, Ben. <laughs> the trial of the Welsh. Um, but aside from that, no. No, no thoughts, Mike. Hmm, okay. Well, so there's a big spider in the bath. Let's see, we've taken a look at the radiator, we've taken a look at the bath, we've taken a look at the... Well, we've sat on the toilet. I guess we haven't had a proper look at the toilet. Can we take a proper look at the toilet, please? What would you like to look at? It it is a toilet. Mm, Well, uh, what's the toilet seat like? Because that says a lot about a person. Rather boring. It's it's plastic and it's white. Oh, I figured... Looks like it was recently replaced. I thought Santa would have a wooden toilet seat. Can we um, can we flip that toilet seat just to make sure there's nothing weird on the underside? You flip the toilet seat and despite it being somewhat discoloured, there is nothing untoward on the back of the seat. Hmm. If you look inside the toilet, you'll notice that the water has got glitter in it. Rather festively. It's glitter water. Does Santa tinkle glitter? You'd have to ask Mrs. Claus. I wonder if um, if we look into in the system whether we'll find a glitter dispenser. Ah, that's a good idea. Could we maybe uh, uh, stand on the toilet and have a peek inside the uh, the system, please? You can try to. Unfortunately, as I said, this is a plastic, cheap toilet seat. And as you go to stand on it, <laughs> it creaks rather dangerously. And it's it's not really safe to stand on top of it. I see. Are we able to reach the, the, the system? Are we able to reach the system? Um, uh, not the system itself, only the chain that you can... Oh, pull. well, let's let's give that a good old yank, then. You want to give that a good old yank, do you, Mike? Yes, please. There we are, Mike. You give it a good old yank, and you break it. It's fallen off in your hands. You've broken Santa's toilet. Congratulations. Is there... Uh, do you reckon there's a, a home base or a B&Q nearby? <laughs> I, I don't think so. <laughs> this is when you're, like, looking at it going, okay, so what's the nearest one to the North Pole? And you're like, oh, there's one in Aberdeen. There's one... <laughs> one method I often... Uh, employ for dealing with spiders in the bath is that of uh, just trying to flush them down by filling the bath up with with some water and letting them uh, try and fall down the plug hole is this spider too big to go down the plug hole do we think uh i wouldn't have said so no although it is a sleigh bath the plug hole itself is rather old-fashioned and hasn't got like a grill in it Ah. so you could get something about the size of a golf ball down it quite comfortably bloody hell awesome okay so let's um yeah let's flush that spider out then it's a great idea so you turn the tap on it doesn't matter whether it's hot or cold it's a mix of tap thankfully he's a little bit modern his santa and you flush the spider down the plug hole yay as you turn the tap off you hear a clink 
and a small metallic object falls out of the tap. I thought you were going to say that we'd broken the tap then as well. <laughs> <laughs> Upon closer inspection, you find a radiator key. Ba-ding! Oh, okay. Or is it? <gasps> ben, I've been looking forward to this for literally eight minutes. Let's bleed that radiator. Can we, uh, could we bleed the radiator, please, Alan? You can. You take the radiator key over to the radiator and turn it in the radiator key slot. After a little bit of water coming out, you notice that there's something blocking the vent. And when you stick your finger in it, you find the spirit of Chemus. You have solved my puzzle. <laughs> the spirit of Chemus. <laughs> Having found the spirit of Chemus, you put out a hurrah. Hurrah. And with that, you hear a voice as Mrs. Claus walks past. Have you sorted the shit? Well, no, the spider. <laughs> no, we, we flushed the spider and, and, and bled a radiator, <laughs> Mrs. Claus. <laughs> Sorry, Mrs. Claus. Well, you're going to have to go out to fix the toilet, aren't you? I suppose I better let you out. And with that, she unlocks the door and lets you back into the entrance. Do we get a good look at her on the way past? You do. What's she look like? She's got a massive red arse. <laughs> cape oh, sorry. Hiding her figure. It is fur-lined. The cape, it's yeah. It's just a cape oh, okay. you see. And with that, you are back in the entrance. Excellent. So, uh, where are we fancying next? We've got the room of judgment and the kitchen left. Should we? Uh, should we have a look at the kitchen? I love the sound of the kitchen. That sounds good. Okay, so this is my puzzle. <laughs> You head down the corridor and walk into the kitchen. The door closes behind you. You see to the left of you is a kitchen sink. Just past the sink is a microwave. To the right of you is a countertop with some cupboards underneath the uh, the counters with a couple of drawers. Beside that is a fridge and just past the fridge is some more counter space with some more cupboards underneath. Uh, you also notice that on the fridge there is a, uh, a message spelled out in those magnetic letters. What would you like to do? Should we avoid the obvious clue that is, what does the message say? Let's just tip everything else upside down. Like just to start rifling through Santa's drawers? Yeah, I think the drawers are actually, that's what I was thinking. Should we do the drawers first? Yeah, definitely. Could we have a look in the, how many sets of drawers are there, Ben? There are two drawers. Two sets or two drawers? There, there are two drawers. Two drawers. Interesting kitchen. Could we have a look in the top drawer, please? But they're both top. It's just they're next to each other. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. I, I'm actually... Alan, what's, the, what's your mental picture of what drawers are like? I presume you mean like a stack of oh. drawers. Yes, I was thinking a set of... Yeah, not a, not a drawer line unit. So ben, ben and I are from England where we don't really have sort of, you know, space for, for multiple drawers. We're lucky if we've got enough space for like a spoon. Uh, I have a single drawer in my kitchen. Ben calls it the drawer. <laughs> Keeps it empty just to remind himself how lucky he is to have a drawer. <laughs> he hangs all the cutlery from the ceiling. <laughs> no, no, we can't have a cutlery drawer. That's a waste of space. <laughs> Meanwhile, in West Wales, houses made of drawers. Drawers made of other drawers. <laughs> drawers for days. Hey, what's in these drawers, Ben? Would you like to look at the left drawer first or the right drawer first? Can we look at the right one first? Of course, you uh, you you pull the drawer to the right out and inside is cutlery. And knives, forks, spoons, teaspoons, that sort of thing. Uh, down the left-hand side is sort of all the awkward bits that don't fit, like chopsticks and, and the like. Okay. And the left drawer? The left drawer you, you pull open. It's, it's quite difficult to pull open. And once you finally do get it open, you find that it's just rammed full of stuff, sort of uh, light bulbs. Bulbs and, uh, and and fuses and bits of string and plastic bags and that that sort of thing. Mm. It's, a, it's a, a gubbins drawer. Yeah. Is it a is it a Santa drawer? I don't want to say man drawer. Santa drawer. Yeah, it, it it is in his house, so I suppose it is a Santa drawer. Mm. Okay, I think we've broken the puzzle, Mike. We probably there's probably something of relevance in there, but we don't know what it is. If only we had some sort of message in the kitchen that could guide us on our journey. To the sink, <laughs> to the <laughs> cupboard. Would, would you like to look in the cupboards? <laughs> I, I'm I'm game for the sink. Yeah, let's go for the sink. 
Can we have a look at the sink, Ben? You, you do a 180, and the sink is in front of you. It's a stainless steel sink. Uh, it's got one of those swingy taps on it, even though there is just the single sink. So it's a mixer tap that swings around. Uh, the uh, draining board is is to the left of the sink. And yeah, there's it's, 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 it's a sink. Hmm. Can we try running the taps? You, um, you, you twist each of the taps, and water comes out of the tap and goes in a spiraling motion down the plug hole. Clockwise or anti-clockwise? Uh, clockwise. Mm. Is that how it would work at the North Pole, or would it not just go straight? Oh, we, no, um, we're, uh, we're not magnetic north. Ah, okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. I just, I just agreed to that because you said it, Ben. You said it convincingly. Yeah. <laughs> no challenge, just there's an answer. That'll do. Yeah. <laughs> is the, you didn't mention, is the sink in a countertop, or is it? It must be in a countertop. Yes, yes, it's, it's, in, it's in a countertop. Is there anything in the cupboard underneath it? Uh, you look in the cupboard underneath it, it's got cleaning supplies in. Bleach, surface spray, packs of those sponges with the green bit on. Right. Hmm. Okay, uh, can... Okay, uh, sorry, Alan, I'm going to I'm gonna do Go it. On. I'm going to do oh, it. Oh, no, don't do it! Hey, Ben, I couldn't have noticed, though, you mentioned there were some, some magnets arranged on Santa's fridge. There are, there are, there are. Um, can we can we pull them all off and throw them? At the- <laughs> no, um, can we tell us what's on the, uh, the magnets, please? <laughs> the message says: "Gone shopping for last minute odds and sods. Pudding is waiting for you, but you've got to." And then there's nothing there. There's no no letters. However, you can see that, uh, that the writer of this message was quite clearly arranging the the letters into words first, because the words in replace and the the are sort of to the side. And uh, an elf has quite clearly got in and uh, and stolen some of the words, because down near the bottom of the fridge it says "scare wife ovum." Scare wife ovum. That's off. Okay. Should be off. I reckon. You might be right. Let's see. Pen. There we are. So, gone shopping for last minute odds and so That's a lot of letters on this fridge. Um, pudding is waiting for you, but you'll have to. Pudding is waiting for you, but you've got to. Oh, you've got to. There are quite clearly that the, the, the writer of this message was quite clearly uh, had had already put some words together. So there's uh, in replace and the the. But uh, as I said, the the elves have quite clearly gotten in and stolen some of the letters and thought it was quite funny to make the words scare wife ovum. Okay, Alad, thinking out loud, in replace the may be rearranged. Uh, Scare wife and ovum might be anagrams. The fact that we've had pudding there for us as well. I don't know about you, but if I leave pudding anywhere in the kitchen, it's going to be in the microwave because that's where you've done a crumble or a jam sponge or something. You pop it in the microwave. You're making a lot of... You leave pudding? (laughs) I mean, Mike, seriously, come on. But yes, I see your point. I also... There's a perfectly good fridge. (laughs) Nah, you don't put it in the fridge, you put it in the microwave. Yeah, I'm with with Adam on this. Yeah, Yeah, no. It goes in the fridge on the... No, food goes in the fridge the day after, when it's cooled down. Yeah, apple crumble or jam sponge, whatever goes in the microwave. And then it's gone before it needs to go anywhere else. Exactly. Right, should we... uh, So we've got cutlery, and we know there's pudding in the microwave, but we don't know what the pudding is. Can we, can we open the microwave and have a look, Ben? You do a 180 and look at the microwave, and uh, on the microwave there is a single button that says cook, and uh, and there's a little window that you could look through if you wish to have a look through it. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Well, yeah. Let's take a look through. So you take a peer into the into the dark microwave, and uh, you can just about make out the outline of a Christmas pudding. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Can we can we open the microwave? Um, you, you sort of pour at the door, but um, it's one of these uh, microwaves that seems to need a button but uh, to, to push rather than just being able to pull it open. But you, you can't find an open button on this microwave. Bad UX. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Unless it's got that design element that if you turn it off of the mains, the door automatically opens. 
Is that an actual thing on the microwave? Yeah. People are weird. <laughs> People are so strange. It's not an actual thing, I don't think, but if it was... <laughs> oh, I <Alan. laughs> I was just thinking, could I influence Ben to go, ooh, that's a thing. <laughs> if they turn it off, the door will open. Ben, can we turn it off at the mains and the door will open? You, uh, you, you turn the microwave off at the mains and, um, well, you, you, you wait a little while and uh, nothing happens. Darn it, that influence didn't work. Can we turn it back on at the mains and cook it, please, Ben? I think we need to cook this pudding. So you um, you, you turn on the mains and and you hit the uh, you hit the cook button. It's one of those um, buttons that are quite clearly behind like a little bit of plastic with the with the writing printed on. Um, so you don't really get much feedback from the button, and and just nothing seems to happen. There's no beep, the the no whirring into action at all. Does the light come There's on? Nothing. No light. Hmm. Ah, ha, ha 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 ha! I think I figured it. Oh, go on. So replace the. There's no light, and we've just seen a bits drawer full of fuses and light bulbs and things. Might be replaced the fuse for the ah. microwave. Ben, old boy, is there like a little, what would it be, Phillips head screwdriver? Oh, actually, no, is it flathead for a flathead, isn't it, on a plug? Um, is there like a little flathead screwdriver in the um, in the nonsense drawer? You uh, you have a little rumble around, and yes, you do find a small uh, a small flathead screwdriver. And, and is there a uh, is there a small twenty watt small Edison screw uh, microwave bulb in the in the drawer? What now? Uh, no, you, you you don't find any um, any microwave uh, light bulbs in there. Is is there a, a any? Uh, can we can we get the fuses out? The pack of fuses, presumably. You can. There's a there's a pack of assorted fuses, uh, already opened with a couple of missing. Cool. Um, can we crack open the plug of the microwave, please, and see what fuse it takes? You certainly can. So you uh, you pop the power. Blah, 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 blah. You uh, you pop the plug out of the wall and uh, and flip it over. Undo the plug and uh, and take a look at the fuse. And uh, it's a thirteen amp fuse. And have we got one of them in the mixed uh, in the mixed bag? You uh, you you tip the uh, tip the contents of the fuse bag out and have a ruff- ruffle through. You've got uh, three amp fuses and five amp fuses. And uh, yes, you do indeed have a thirteen amp fuse in the bag. Oh, thank goodness. I thought we were going to have to like combine five fuses to make a thirteen amp fuse. <laughs> That's how electrics work. This isn't a Chris puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, cool. Let's. Uh, should, we, should we change the fuse? Yeah, cracking idea, mate. So you uh, you put the new thirteen amp fuse into the plug, do the plug back up, and uh, pop it back into the uh, in, in into the wall. What uh, what would you like to do now? Aladdin, try and cook it again. You uh, you press the uh, the cook button, and uh, the microwave whirs into life. You can see the uh, Christmas pudding uh, doing a little dance inside of the uh, microwave, where it quite clearly hasn't been put on center, so it's sort of doing a, a off center turny roundy thing. Mesmer by the <laughs> dancing pudding you're suddenly jolted awake by the bing that uh, the microwave expels and the door pops open hey uh, yeah let's let's bust out this uh, bust out this pudding oh can we oh yeah let's bust out the pudding <laughs> think out loud Adam. think out loud what have you got think out loud I do, I, Christmas Christmas puddings as much as I dislike them haven't they normally got something inside them <gasps> Some sort of sixpence. Yes, and we've got cutlery. We do. We could cut. We could cut it open. Yes. Wouldn't it have made the microwave catch on fire? What having a what? sixpence in a the, the Christmas, Christmas pudding? pudding. <laughs> I don't know. Not if it's inside it. Well, inside a, it's like wouldn't surely doesn't it like arc or something when you've got metal in the microwave? Yes, but if it's covered by cake, surely it wouldn't arc. Wouldn't that just like annihilate the middle of the cake and kind of like a oh man? Sorry, I'm going to have to YouTube this later. Somebody's got to have done this at some stage. <laughs> Are you going to yeah, get yeah. You, you, you had a central idea there about cutlery and cakes. Yeah, it did. Um, ben, could we, could we walk back over to the cutlery drawer, get a fork or knife, doesn't really matter which because it's cake, and could we uh, cut it in half, please? I will have you know this is not cake, this is pudding. <laughs> it's a Christmas cake. <laughs> it doesn't, no, it is quite different. <laughs> 
cake doesn't have suet in. <laughs> it's like Jaffa cake debacle all over again, isn't it? There's nothing like no one said that pudding was ever a cake. <laughs> it's the same. You go thing. across to the anyway. The pudding. Can we can we cut the can we cut the pudding just, open? No, time's time's out. You've you've both lost. <laughs> <laughs> ben just puts no. Had enough. Also, I'm just thinking about Jaffa pudding now, where it's got suet in it instead of orange, because that's the definition. What? Well, I mean, if, if the definition of a pudding is still a use of suet, then would it, a Jaffa pudding would be like a just. Oh, I suppose that'd be just orange and suet. An orangey suet. Yeah. Delicious. <laughs> Best-selling cake <laughs> slash pudding. So you, uh, you you head over to the cutlery drawer, uh, pull out a fork, and uh, head back to the uh, to, to the to the pudding. You, uh, what do you want to do? Do you want to sort of stab at it? Do you want to sort of cut it delicately open? What, what do you want to do? It is piping There's hot. That kind of that classic um, Marks and Spencer's Christmas advert motion where the fork goes in sideways with kind of like the flat sort of almost spoonish bit of the fork the body of the the fork um, pressing into it pushing down and turning to kind of like reveal steaming crumbly yeah. inside cake I'd, I'd want to do that motion yeah um, let's slowly as as Mike does what is just described um, <laughs> Alid feels his pants get slightly wet oh no why <laughs> why that's uncalled for not cool <laughs> Michael realises he spilt his cup of tea down Alad's trousers. <laughs> Sorry, Alad. It's hot. <laughs> so you you, you carefully uh, you carefully slice the uh, the pudding open uh, with a fork, and you've uh, yeah you've, you've sort of sliced the pudding open a little bit. Can I? Uh, 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 Alad, old chum, do you want to grab a spoon and we'll just, like go to town and tear this motherfucker to shreds? You can. I don't like Christmas pudding. <laughs> I mean, like we could just like pull it to bits. No, nobody likes Christmas pudding. Christmas pudding is amazing. Except for Ben. Like, That's you know. why you've got Christmas pudding in the puzzle. But is it cake or is it pudding? Well, clearly it's pudding. Let's not go down that route again. Uh, yeah, should we just completely demolish the uh, the pudding? Let's do it. Oh, in fact, I'll have some of those chopsticks you mentioned earlier to, um, <laughs> to do it. To really dissect it. Exactly. So you uh, pull apart this Christmas pudding with uh, with chopsticks and spoons. And uh, there's there's pudding all over the counter. There's pudding all over the floor. There is, there is not uh, a drop of cream or custard in sight. And uh, once you're finished, there is a, a small silver object left on the plate. Can we inspect the small silver object? Picking up the small silver object, you see that it is a silver sixpence with a little shaft attached to it that looks like a, a small, delicately formed silver holly leaf that's been halved. You have found the festivity. Oh, very good. <laughs> and you have solved my puzzle. Oh, we're having such a manly episode. So far, we've bled a radiator, flushed a spider down the bath, and changed a plug fuse. <laughs> <laughs> so, with the uh, festive key in hand, you uh, you head back to the front door. And I think now all we have left is the Room of Judgment. Ah. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, there needs to be a dun, dun, dun. Oh, yeah, definitely. That'd be good. <laughs> yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Well, this is my puzzle. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> Okay, so uh, you approach the Room of Judgment. You can tell it's the Room of Judgment because it has, uh, in this very festive and merry, welcoming, warm, loving house, the door itself is, is very, very imposing, cold, made of burnished metal, and embossed on it, it says, The Room of Judgment. You step inside, and the door clicks shut quietly behind you. In the room is very little. There is simply a metal chair screwed to the floor, a metal table also screwed to the floor, and upon that table is a list. A large, brown, crackling scroll. And on the wall is a motivational poster with a reindeer hanging off a washing line. It reads, Who judges the judges? Santa. 
What would you like to do? I'd like to leave. It sounds really scary. <laughs> it feels like there's only one logical place to go, isn't there, Ben? Take a closer look at the poster. You take a look at the poster. It's been affixed with four pieces of blue tack, one at each corner. Um, it's been there for some time, and the blue tack juice has bled through the poster to sort of stain the corners. It's, uh, it's in a who judges the judges, Santa is printed in a sans serif font, uh, so probably like aerial black or bold or something. Quite heavyweight. So the kerning is um, is pretty poor. So it's sort of your standard motivational poster, really. Uh, the reindeer hanging off the washing line has big eyes. You know, it's 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 whimsical. Is that is that enough description for the for the poster for you? Can, can we remove it off the wall? Sure. Sorry, mate. Could we uh, could we please sit in the chair? Sure thing. Do you want to take the poster with you? What? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to. I'm feeling a bit cold in this room. Can I wrap it around myself? Okay, so Alan's Alan's made a poster friend. You sit on the chair. It's it's a a cold metal chair screwed to the floor. There's a a little cushion on it just to obviously uh, comfort Santa's poor aching backside. Does it, uh, does the cushion have sort of a festive pattern to it or? no no it's one of the um those uh, ubiquitous ikea cushions the ones that have got the two velcro straps to fit around the back edge of um dining chairs oh uh, yes should should we look at this list sure yes or do you think that's, have a, that's a massive red herring though surely ben i mean it, it can't be anything to do with the list um should we um so the, the list is it sort of out in front of us uh, so we can see all of it is it is it rolled up at uh, all, it is or? indeed it's unfurled and covering the entire table you notice there's something peeking out beneath it do we look at this list ben because i mean it's, it's santa's list let's uh, let's take a look at the thing that's peeking out from under it okay so would you like to sort of you know lift it up or could we uh, could, could we lift it up please you certainly can so underneath you find a couple of things there's obviously a bit of an impractically small table for, uh, for santa's needs it's the the things he does when he's sitting in judgment you find a rubber stamp with yithguan written on it a rubber stamp with ekin written on it a pad of red ink and a quill and a brown manila folder so just again the stamps what did they have written on them uh yithguan uh spelt y-t-h-g-a-u-n and the, what, sorry, what was the other one? Uh, Ekin, spelt E-C-I-N. Ekin. Yes, except the C is backwards, I presume. Ah, you've correctly picked up. In fact, all of the letters are backwards. Ah, got it. <laughs> so it's naughty and yeah. nice. So it's a rubber stamp with Ithguan, which you've now correctly deduced is naughty, backwards. A rubber stamp with Ekin, which you've now correctly deduced is nice, backwards. A pad of red ink and a quill and a brown manila folder. Is there, uh, is, is there any ink for the quill? Uh, yeah, it's kind of, it's uh, pooling around the pad of red ink. Oh right, okay. This Manila envelope. Could we mosey inside it? You can. It's a it's a brown Manila folder. Your classic sort of um, sort of filing folder. There's a, a small label at the top which reads the case of little Timmy Two Farthing. Uh, within is a stack of case papers. Would you like to read them? Let, let, let's uh, let's read them, please, Michael. Sure thing. So it reads little Timmy Two Farthing. The case of Timmy was fetching tea on his work experience at Network Rail and accidentally put full fat milk in Barbara's tea. Barbara asks for semi-skimmed for a reason, and had one of her funny turns. Barbara was in charge of track changes at Milton Keynes train station, so Timmy had to take over. Unfortunately, during this time, the following happened. There was a train coming down the tracks, and ahead there were five people tied to the tracks. The train would continue coming 
and would kill the five people. There was nothing he could do to rescue those five people, except he could change the tracks with one of the levers. If he pulled that lever, the train would be directed to a different track, which had one person tied to it. It's fair to extrapolate that from this that the rail people have been on strike again or something and tying people to the rails. Timmy had two choices. He could do nothing and the five people would die, or he could pull the lever and save the five people, but that one person would die by his hand. Timmy chose to pull the lever and save the five people. Timmy's actions directly resulted in the death of a person. Timmy is 12 years old and he's currently in court facing manslaughter charges which the prosecution are trying to get upgraded to murder. Oh, Mr Claus is clearly trying to weigh up whether or not he's been naughty or nice. So could we have a look at this list? What what sort of typically can we see on the ah, list? So the list is several uh, several hundred names, possibly the sort of Santa's caseload for the day. And it's sort of lots of names of Bobby, Tim, Socks, and um, Sandra, Good Cratchit, um, going down the list. And then next to each list is a small red stamped judgment of either naughty or nice. Remarkably, the second name on the list reads Father Christmas, and against that handwritten has been written Santa. At the very bottom of the list, you spot little Timmy Two Farthing's name. There is no judgment against it. So we could obviously, we could make the decision now, Ben, whether or not, Jimmy, this is a horrible moral question, isn't it? And it's the sort of horrible moral choice that Santa has to make every day. So could we just having another look at the list? So the um, the first name on the list uh, was Bobby Two Socks uh, or something along those lines. And then did you say that the second name on the list was was Father Christmas and then Santa in in, uh, in handwriting next? That's to it? correct. So Father Christmas is the second name that's appeared on the list um, in a sort of you know typed black ink and then handwritten in red ink next to that is Santa. Uh, typically uh, on the other entries where you would find the uh, naughty or Correct. nice stamp. So sort of where, where, where you'd see the judgment. So is, is that him saying he's exempt from judgment? But then why would he be on his own list? Oh, so many questions. I think that who judges the judges? Santa. Father Christmas appears on the list because he is another person. And next to it is written Santa because he is the judge of judges, presumably. Also interesting that being a judge, this is a um, like a court case that he's basically looking over. Mm. I mean, it's, it's definitely... You can see why Santa's stuck on it. I mean, this particular one is in court at the moment and sort of a lump of coal or a stuffed bear from Santa at this stage could really sway the jury. So it's, um, you know, it's charged. What do you think? What do you think, Ben? Five for the price of one seems quite a good deal, really. Well, but... If little Timmy had had done nothing at all, then he would have not resulted in uh, anybody being killed. It would have been the result of somebody else's terrible mishap. So um, you're saying because he intervened, he's immediately taken responsibility for it? Exactly. He either would have been negligent or is is actually, yes, sentencing a, a person through his actions to death. Ah, now as well as a stamp, there is a quill, so we could just write something in the box rather than stamp naughty or nice. Maybe this is like that film, uh, The Santa Claus, and if we uh, put Santa next to uh, little Timmy, uh, we're relinquished of all responsibility and he becomes the judge. <laughs> I like that thought. Should we do that? Um, I definitely think that we need to make some sort of judgment, Alid, but I'm going to leave it to you to make it. <laughs> oh! Well, that's nice and straightforward, because I'm going to work on the logic that no matter which stamp we do, 
Mike has got an alter- on solution for both. Can we take the nice stamp and put it in the red ink and stamp it next to his name, please, Mike? You can. So you, you put the stamp next to uh, little Timmy Two Farthing's name. As you do so, the brown manila folder with Timmy's caseload in it gently fades away out of existence with a little glitter of, I was going to say fairy dust, but a little glitter of glitter, really. Just poofs out of existence. There's a lot of glitter in this house. There's a lot of glitter in this house. Your judgment means that Timmy is likely to escape the murder charge, but this does unfortunately set a dangerous precedent, which could come back later to haunt the courts. As the folder finishes glimmering away, something new starts glimmering in its place. Two more brown manila folders, and two names start creeping across the list. They read Ben Lavery-Griffiths and Allard Hughes. What would you like to do? Oh no, what have we done now? Would you like to go first, Alan? No, oh, I? I don't want to. Can you go first? Okay. <laughs> okay, could I um, please take a look at the folder that has Ben Lavery Griffiths, please? Certainly. So it has uh, your name, uh, Ben Lavery Griffiths, written at the top. And then below that, case, passed judgment on little Timmy Two Farthing and set a dangerous precedent on the pardoning of killers. Huh. And could could I look at, at mine as well, please, Mike? Um, absolutely. It reads the same, except with your name at the top instead of Ben's. Does um does it suggest where on earth this maybe who wrote this this letter this note? Uh, only I'd like to formally complain that uh, I actually did not. I was going to say it was all me. Uh, I made Alex. <laughs> <laughs> You're complicit somehow, Ben. You're locked in this room with me. Um, it, like, like I said, it's negligence at best. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ben, you're, you're locked in a room with an Allard. By, by allowing Allard to pardon one child, you kill five people. <laughs> if you feed Allard a biscuit, he only kills two. <laughs> Which do you do? Okay. Mm. Um, based on that logic, then, would we stamp... See, I, I don't know how deep this rabbit hole is going to go now. I would say we stamp you as nice, Ben, and me as naughty. Well, oh, that could be a way to, uh, to screw things up, couldn't it, potentially? Um, <laughs> That's exactly what he wants us to do. Well, I would say that, that if we have both been charged with the same same thing, then we ought to probably go the same way. But if you wish to uh, to go differently, then I'll leave that to you. <laughs> Should we do that? Mike, can we stamp Ben as being very good? Because he was actually not complicit in this. He did pass it all on to me, and I was very naughty, so can we stamp me as naughty? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So you, um, you you apply a liberal layer of ink to, to both stamps, and then thwack them down as um, as, you've, as you've asked. Uh, naughty against Allard and, and nice against Ben. The door to the room remains closed. <laughs> Are these the sort of stamps that you could stamp over with a different stamp or would it be really obvious? And it's, it's, a, it's a very large scroll. I mean, I say you've got space to, you know. Shall we shall just put naughty next to my name then? Sure thing. Um, Ben's now has kind of like nice and naughty stamped next to it. Um, but we could cross out the nice with the quill, couldn't we? You certainly could. Oh, can we do that? Sure. You, you've done it. You have a nice crossed out and naughty stamped next to it. You are both now very naughty. Okay. Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) Let's undo it all then. Let's both be nice. Certainly. So you've now got uh, nice next to both your names along with some scribblings. You're you're both very nice people. Okay. (laughs) Darn. The court files are still there. So we haven't passed judgment then, have we? We haven't passed judgment on ourselves because the court cases are still there. Because if we'd have passed judgment, then they'd have vanished, same as the previous one. Well, we have passed judgment by saying... Um, 
sorry, Mike, could you please read the uh, message in um, one of the folders out, please? Uh, sure thing. Uh, passed judgment on little Timmy Two Farthing and set a dangerous precedent on the pardoning of killers. Okay, so that is a charge. Would you like to review your inventory? Uh, so we've got a red ink pad. We've got a quill. We've got two stamps, a list, a poster, because I'm cold. Um, <laughs> and now two brown manila folders. I don't, think I'm, I don't think I'm missing anything on my bed. I don't think so. I, 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 I can um, confirm you're not missing anything. Okay. I feel like the quill's the missing link in this. So we're not naughty and we're not nice. That's not the now, answer. Now, we are also not Santa. Oh, darn it. Are we not? <laughs> let, let, let us scribble out the the nice between uh, beside both of our names and in the itty bitty bit of scroll that's left left there. Could we uh, could we please write Santa next to both of our names? You certainly can. You write Santa next to both of your names and with a glittery sprinkling, your two manila folders disappear and the door clicks unlocked behind you. You have invoked the Santa Clause, granting you full immunity as the judges. A picture of a key starts bleeding through in ink on the scroll and then with a magical pop, bing, pops out in front of you. You have found the ethical conundrum and you have solved my puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> so with the ethical conundrum in hand, you step out of the grim room of judgment and back into the warm, cosy, loving embrace of Santa's house. And with that, we insert our three keys, the spirit of Keyless, the festive key, and the ethical conundrum into the three whimsical padlocks, and we escape. Hooray! Yay! Thanks very much for listening. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, and your favourite podcast app. If you get a chance, please give us a rating and a bit of a review, as it really helps us to reach new audiences. You can follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and glance our gleaming mugs on Instagram. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we hope to see you next time for another episode of The Infinite Escape Room. Merry Christmas! Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas! Should we all sing like a little Christmas carol or something? Oh, I wish it could be Christmas every day.